Chris, have you ever heard the story of Gordy's? Yeah, I, I think so, but but I mean that's just an urban legend. Oh, you laugh it off now, but I heard that 13 years ago, this very night, there was an award show that happened at this very camp. Well, that well, why haven't I ever heard of it, Matt? They covered they covered it up. You know, they didn't want the town to freak out. Well, what would have happened at this award show that was that required a cover up to keep people from freaking out? I assume that what happened was that a bunch of great comics, video games, and other pieces of pop culture got awards, and also the Macho Man Randy Savage was posthumously awarded an imaginary championship belt. Yeah, but what they didn't tell you is that the listeners chose the categories. That's terrifying. So you're telling me that 13 years ago on this very night, an award show happened where instead of talking about the things they wanted to talk about, like all the stuff they really liked for the year, two podcast hosts had to talk about things that had to hammer what they wanted to talk about into existing categories submitted by listeners? Yeah, that's what happened. But, you know, I'm not sure I even believe it myself. It's it's all just an old wives' tale. I'm not scared. I, I, of course I'm not scared. Well, that means you've never been scared. In fact, I think I'm going to go out to the woods and get laid. Oh, that's not usually the kind of thing we discuss on the show, but I'm happy for you. And I hope you have fun. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be fine. I mean, I don't want to be a third wheel, so I guess I'll just go down to the basement. Uh, I'll be yeah. Right okay, and I'm going to go to the woods. Yeah. More of a root cellar, I guess, than a basement. Hello, everybody. Oh, I was. I thought you were going to scream. Well, it, it was implied. It was an implied scream. Can you can you just give me like a scream real quick for for, for pickups for uh, we'll ADR it. Okay, yeah. Let me let me let me get let me. Ah! Thriller eyes. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the thirteenth annual. Yes, that's right. The thirteenth annual. Gordy Awards, Flash Gordon Memorial Awards. That's right, everybody. It is Gordy's the 13th, the spookiest of all Gordy's episodes. Matt, there's, there's something. Can you maybe like turn down your game? Turn down your input? Oh, yeah? I'm getting Dude, some you're weird, weird intermittent static. You hear a weird sound? Yeah. I'm sure it's nothing. We are back in the Flash Gordon Memorial Auditorium, and Chris, nudge, nudge, a murderer's row of special guests are here. That's right, Matt. The treks must be empty, because all the stars are here tonight. (laughs) That's right. Of course, Jason and Pamela Voorhees are here. Mother and son are their Getting their Death Time Achievement Awards. (laughs) I'm glad you laughed at that. That was like a sub-Crypt Keeper joke, but I felt good about it. That's what I liked about it. Goku is here, obviously. That's right. Goku is here. 
Super Saiyan Goku is here. Super Saiyan 2 Goku is here. <laughs> the entire roster Vegeta of Dragon, Dragon, Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z fighters. Yeah, which is five Gokus. So many Gokus. Half of that roster is Gokus. Super Baby 2 is here, <laughs> um, which I'm glad about because I've, I've been wanting to find this out. What's your deal, man? What's your what's your whole deal? He's not answering. Well, I'll, we'll catch up later. We'll catch up later. Uh, of course, all of the fighters from Melty Blood are here. That's right. Including this is Matt. This is a shoot. You want to shoot? This is a shoot. <laughs> I found out that in some circles, uh, Neko Arc is like the uh, shark from IKEA, a trans icon. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Much like May from uh, Guilty Gear. Yeah, but but like, but not really because May really is a trans icon. True. Yes. In that, in that she's canonically trans. Correct. Yes. Speaking of which, everyone from Guilty Gear is here, and they're all connected. Like in that chart we saw in in the game that explained. All connected. Connected. They each have their four names over their heads. <laughs> Who else is in the audience, Chris? Well, you know, th- be careful, Matt. There might be some trickery going on because the Joker's here. Oh, no. Yeah, and also the Joker 2019 is here. Is Joker from Persona here? Joker from Persona 5 is also here. And Joker from Mass Effect. Wow, so many Jokers. Yeah, and and just, like, some funny people are around. So, a lot of Jokers. Now, okay. A lot of Jokers. Any Tokers? I mean, it's it's legal here. In, in Well, the weird thing about the Flash Gordon uh, Memorial Auditorium is that it is weirdly right on the border between North Carolina and Minnesota. Uh-huh. So, it's legal on my side of the auditorium, but I think heavily encouraged on the Asheville side of the auditorium. Well, it's legal... In Cherokee. Oh, nice, nice. In, in Cherokee tribal areas, it's legal. And and many, uh, many other stars are in attendance. Meadow and Kazarus are both here. How's married oh. life treating you, girl? <laughs> those, are, those are some of our uh, D&D characters. And, and of course, we weren't sure if he was going to make it, but just a few days ago, we got, uh, we got an RSVP. Finally, in attendance, that's right, Steamboat Willie himself, Mickey Mouse is here. But just that version of Mickey Mouse. No gloves. No gloves. If you hear us say anything about Mickey Mouse, he's not wearing gloves. And he's in black and white. And he's in black and white. Yeah. Don't mistake, we're not going to make the mistake that so many other people on the internet did of thinking Mickey Mouse in general was public domain. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow it's only that specific version of Mickey Mouse, which I don't totally get. He's he's here, he's he's driving his boat, he's whistling, he's playing his, his drums. I don't know what else he does in Steamboat Willie, because frankly it's not a very good cartoon. It's true, it's true. Goku's not even in it a little bit. He whistles. Yeah. I know that. Was whistling new? Then <laughs> it had just been invented, yeah. 
Yeah, they just invented. I can't whistle anymore. So I'm a little bit jealous of Steamboat Willie. Makes sense. Makes He's sense. got a boat and he can whistle. And those are two things that you can't say about your boy CJS. Chris, is it time to get to some awards here in Gordy's uh, the 13th? We're getting the sign from the producers. They do want us to move on. All right, then let's get to our first set of categories. Categories? Chris, these two categories come to us from Robert Headley. Okay. And the first of Robert's two categories is Funniest Comic. It's it's tough to say, because I read some pretty funny stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at the list of categories earlier, and I do want to want to spread the fun out a little bit. So I I'm gonna go with with uh, Spy Family. Oh, okay. There is a bit in Spy Family where the the dog that can see the future. You, Matt, we've talked about the premise of Spy Family, right? We have, we have, yeah. yeah. For those of you who may have missed it, or just tune out whenever I start talking about anime and manga, understandable, I was once one of you. Spy Family is a uh, a manga about a spy who, in order to go undercover, he needs to have a fake family. Uh, so he accidentally uh, puts together a family of complete weirdos. <laughs> Uh, the woman who's pretending to be his wife, uh, unbeknownst to him, is an assassin, uh, who is the Thorn Princess, is her, her code name. He adopts a daughter, because the whole thing is that he's got to try and get close to uh, this guy, and the only way, the only thing that he does is, a, is uh, attend his son's events at his school. Uh, the daughter can read minds. And then once all that's established, they do adopt a dog that can see the future. So there is a panel in Spy Family where the spy, Lloyd, is a a good cook. And the assassin, the fake wife, which, by the way, you know I fucking love fake dating. Sure, sure. That's the best shit. (laughs) I love it. I hope there's only one bed. But... Yor, the the assassin, she is not a good cook. So the dog has a vision of an equation that says if if Lloyd has to work late, Yor will cook and he will die. And so if Lloyd doesn't have to work late, Lloyd will cook and and the dog will live happily. And so the dog comes up with a plan, which is to help Lloyd finish his work early so he can come home and cook. And there is a panel of what the dog imagines work is that I have thought about every day since I read it. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, Spy Family, I probably probably got the most laughs out of me this year, although we will certainly be talking about some other very funny comics uh, as we as we continue through the Gordies this year. So, so I, I, I know, Kyle, I know we put you in the aisle seat. Yeah, I, there's a reason for it. My, I know I'm sort of tipping our hand, my hand for future categories, but I got to give it to Peacemaker tries hard. Peacemaker tries hard would would have been the one. It's so good, and if you haven't read it, 
uh, you should. Uh, Robert's other category is best manga you read this year. The, I have a maybe surprising answer for this one, Matt. Do you want to? Did you read any manga this year? I well, mean, I, I know you. I actually, I know what yours is going to be. <laughs> it's Berserk. It's Berserk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I read Berserk in its entirety and have kept up with it. I didn't. I didn't realize that was all this year. Uh, I may have done a big chunk of the read through last year, possibly, or in twenty twenty two. Um, but I did read it, continue reading it in 2023. That is undeniable. Um, and, and I got caught up to the point past the chapters that Kintaro Miura wrote and drew. So Berserk is, my, is mine for sure. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about Berserk, though, we did talk about Berserk for like two hours. We did. You can go listen to that comic sketch up. It is probably the longest ever episode of comic sketch up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and worth it. One of my, one of my favorite things that both we've read and that, uh, that we've talked about here on the show. Uh, but I'm going to go with a, a perhaps surprising answer to this and say chainsaw man. Now we've been asked by our listeners many times to read Chainsaw Man and yeah. do it for catch-up. Uh, I have never managed to get around to starting it, even though I want to read it. So you have read some of it, at least. I'm caught up. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, bl- I blew through all of it. Well, uh, I got, I got some reading to, to do. Up to, well, I'm, I'm caught up up to maybe two months ago. Okay. So... As I understand it, there are two very distinct parts of Chainsaw Man. Yes. There, the shift to the second chapter, I guess, maybe, is, is definitely, like, it, there's, a, there's a clear break. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll have to read the first part soon so we can talk about it on the show sometime yeah, soon. Yeah. And I will say this, um, I, I do feel like Chainsaw Man, for me, starts kind of slow. It It's not quite, it doesn't quite hit the way it should right at the start. Yeah, I, I definitely started it and was, it's not that I wasn't compelled to keep reading, but I hit some kind of snag where I had to stop and just lost momentum. Yeah. That first chapter does end up getting really, really good and like really solid, and there are some things that uh, that are done on the page in that book. Um, I'm gonna say Kintaro Mura, but that's Berserk. Yeah, Tatsuki Fujimoto. Yes, uh, there's some stuff that that Fujimoto does on the page that is legitimately incredible use of comics. That is just like shockingly good. But what really put it over the top for me uh, was. Uh, was that second chapter, which is still going and is incredible. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. I will make every effort to actually read Chainsaw Man now. Yeah. Uh, Somebody buy me that uh, that SH figure arts of, of power. <laughs> uh, all right. Those are our two categories from Robert Headley. Robert, thank you for those categories. Chris, our next category comes to us from Jolene. 
And that category is the Harley Quinn Memorial Award for DC characters from other media still not in comics. I don't know who's not in comics at this point. Let's see. Because, like, we've got Livewire. We've got Harley. Obviously, we've got Jimmy Olsen, who, who was first from the radio show. Renee Montoya, who is from Montoya. Yeah. Condiment King has appeared in comics now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's left. I mean, there's probably somebody. Willem Dafoe? (laughs) Willem Dafoe from Aquaman? That's right. I know he's playing Volko and Volko's in the comics, but I do think it would be fun if Aquaman was just like, yeah, I hang out with Willem Dafoe sometimes. He's a cool guy. You ever see Last Temptation of Christ? I know Eagly was not in comics for a little while. From Who? the Peacemaker show. Oh, okay. His Eagle. And I think we I, talked to Kyle about like he wanted to have Eagly from the show in his in Peacemaker Tries Hard, but it, he had to change it to the dog. The dog named Bruce Wayne. I have not seen the show, but I cannot imagine anything being funnier than the dog named Bruce Wayne. Um, Eagly That's is pretty so great. Funny. Eagly on the Peacemaker show is pretty great. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe I'll give I'll give it to to Eagly the Eagle. Uh, from from the Peacemaker TV show, because I don't think Eagly has appeared in comics yet. All right, Eagly, this is this is your your sign. Time for the call up. <laughs> I, Kyle wanted to do it, as far as I know, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Uh, all right, thank you, Jolene, for that did, category. Did Dig ever make it? I think Dig has appeared in comics. I think Dig has appeared in comics. Jolene, thank you for that category. Our next set of categories comes from Kate Bishop. Real name. Real name. I've heard. First up is most buckwild use of wrestling outside of wrestling. This I, is always going to be something Daniel Warren Johnson did, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, but there was that moment in Dragon Ball Superhero where Gohan just very casually dropped a sheer drop brain buster on a dude. Like it <laughs> wasn't even a big deal or mentioned. He you did have to text me about the guy. Yeah, I texted you about that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what's happening on Dragon Ball? <laughs> and I was like, wild. Man. Yeah. It, it Like, it's... There's an entire, like, ten-minute scene in, in, in Blade. It's gotta be... It's gotta be Blade 2, right? Because it's the one with, uh... With the blood pack. With, uh, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. There's an entire like ten minute fight scene that builds up to Blade doing just a vertical suplex. That's right. Yeah, and it's right. such a big deal in that movie. Gohan got him. At, Gohan works stiff. Got him in up for a sheer drop brainbuster. Like it is not. It's in the background. I have to go with in Transformers number one. Optimus Prime doing the Rainmaker. 
short arm clothesline. Then a German suplex. Yeah, that's pretty good. Then I think Jetfire does like a super kick on him. <laughs> What's the funniest wrestling move a Transformer could do? Man. I mean, super kick is pretty funny. <laughs> super kick is pretty funny. I think it's the Kata Hajime. <laughs> Taz mission. Uh, wait, what is Hook's version of it called? Oh, what does he? He doesn't call it the Kata Hajime. He calls it's it something not, else. It's not the Kata Hajime. It's, but it, it is this. It is the Taz mission. Yeah. He's doing the Taz mission. Fuck, I forget what he calls it, but uh, that would be very funny. That would be very. If funny. I could see. If I could see uh, Rodimus drop a diamond cutter on a dude, that would be great. As you know, that's my favorite move on the planet. That's right. Uh, Hook's version is called the Red Rum. Red Rum. Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't want to say this because I think Hook is here. Uh, oh, here in the here in the audience, yeah. Yeah, here in the audience. And I don't want Taz to hear this. That's a dumb fucking name. <laughs> Hook's gonna put up the hook signal if you if you do say too much more. I mean look, it's it's fine. He's like twelve or whatever. Did you see when he had a hook signal that went up mm-hmm. above Samojo? Unbelievable. No, that sounds pretty good. It was on this week's dynamite. You gotta go watch it. Oh, I was I had it on in the background while I was working. You got go watch that part where Hook comes out to confront Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe looks up, and there's like a circle on the ceiling, and it says Hook in it. <laughs> That's great. That yeah. works so well for Warrior. It did, didn't did it? that in 98. Yeah. Uh, Kate's next category for us is Chris's Shirt Memorial Award for Hypest Moment That Made You Want to Tear Your Shirt Off. Buddy? Bud? My dude? Is this going to be another Dragon Ball moment? <laughs> it Almost. Almost. Because when, look, when Goku and Vegeta are facing down, like, all the Zamasus of different dimensions. Yeah. And Goku says, do you have a plan? And Vegeta says, yeah, go wild till you die. Like, that's pretty fucking good. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. When Goku fights Moro after Moro has absorbed the planet Earth, that's pretty good. But I, the only thing is, I'm not sure if it happened this year. But when Batman goes down into his basement and goes to the secret Batcave, yeah, and 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 opens it up so that Zer can come out. Oh, that was this year. That or that was 2023, buddy. I fucking popped. I. My moment was also going to be from Chip Batman. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Batman also fighting the the multiversal Batman of Zeranar, also the it. Joker wanting to fight the Batman of Zeranar. All of that was like, that's that's Batman comics for me. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Also, when Batman is in the alternate universe and he fights the guy that would have been that universe's Joker, universe's Joker, but he never became the Joker. Red Mask, yeah. Red Mask, yeah. And he basically just is like, you're never going to be the fucking Joker. That also ruled. That There's so many tear-your-shirt-off moments in Chip's Batman. 
Yeah, that did rule. I don't think that that definitely happened in 2023. I don't think Batman going down and unlocking Zur happened, but the multiversal Batman of Zur and R definitely did. Yeah, Batman fighting all the multiversal Batmans of Zur and R in his mind. In his mind palace? Yes. <laughs> yeah, bud. Uh, How is Chip so fucking good? It's infuriating, actually. I've been a fan of him for so long. How is he so fucking good? It's it's a mystery. It is a mystery for sure. Kate's next category is the Union Strong Award for a movie or show you wanted to talk about but didn't out of solidarity with the striking unions. I have my answer. Barbie. I came out of Barbie and I said – like Marlene was like, what did you think of the movie? And I was like, it's a masterpiece. I still have not seen it and I really want to. It is a masterpiece. It is so much better than it has any right to be as a movie about Barbie. Like, it's not just surprisingly good. Greta Gerwig made an actually great movie based on these dolls. I I was astonished. I was astonished by Barbie. Like, people whose opinions I trust didn't like it, and that's fine, but I loved it. Chris, how about you? I got nothing for this one, because here's what I watch. Uh, Very long videos on YouTube about video games Uh and professional wrestling. You haven't watched any shows or movies? Not that I feel strongly enough about that. Like, I was like, oh, I wish I got a chance to talk about those. Because, like, here's what I like. Here's what I was doing during the strike. I read fucking Dragon Ball, Matt. That's true. That's true. I read all of Dragon Ball, which was not struck content. That's true. The, the only one that I was, like, really upset that I didn't get to talk about on the show was Barbie. Yeah. yeah. And you know I didn't see Oppenheimer. Uh, I never saw Oppenheimer in the theater. I still want to see it, but uh, yeah, I never, I never actually got around to seeing it in the theater. Yeah, guy builds a bomb. <laughs> uh, Kate's next not category. even in it a little bit. Yeah, our next category from Kate Bishop is Game of the Year. This is an interesting one because I have I have two picks that will be very obvious. My sort of traditional pick. Is is Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah. Okay. The game that uh, was my check for like eight straight weeks. That's true. Yeah. That I did everything in, and that was more of Breath of the Wild, which was the best game of all time. My other answer is that look, I haven't played Baldur's Gate three, and I'm sure it's great. Uh, AC's played it and and really liked it. Uh, I really liked Spider Man two. I I really loved a lot of Spider-Man 2. We did a Boko about it that you can go listen to and and undeniably enjoyed that game. You are fooling yourself. You are, in the words of, of Michael McDonald, what a fool believes <laughs> is that this was not the year of vampire survivors. 
Now, that's the game I probably played the most, played the most consistently, played the most direct knockoffs of, because it has spawned a genre. It is like Vampire Survivors conquered the world this year. Even though it came out in 2022. Even though it came out in 2022. I think the amount of extra content, the uh, announcement of an animated series, which doesn't make any sense, but God bless them, the the no-clip documentary, the sheer amount of the, – the fact that there is now a Survivors-like genre that you can do so many different things with that so many people have like jumped on and tweaked and, and done really cool things with. I, I actually like a lot of the – survivors-esque games that i have played i I said this uh we were talking about uh tim rogers as we often do speaking of youtube videos about video games that are very long Uh uh-huh vampire survivors is pac-man 2 yes yes i i think you have said this on the show before and i could not agree more it is i don't know if i said on the show but i definitely said it to you and i will stand by it yeah it is it is Spider-Man 2, did, there's not a Spider-Man 2-like coming out next month, you know? True. Vampire Survivors owned 2023. And it did come out on most consoles and things in 2023. Like, I, I know it came out, came out this year. On Switch, yeah. Uh, so, that's a great pick. Um, I, I'm going to say, Chris, your choices are unsurprising. I also loved Tears of the Kingdom. I thought Spider-Man 2 was great. But my choice is also unsurprising. It's Alan Wake 2. Uh, I did actually have written down that Alan Wake was here, but I didn't... I don't have any jokes for Alan Wake being here. (laughs) He just wrote them... He he wrote jokes for you, and they were bad. Yeah, because I understand he's not a very good writer. He's not actually a good writer, yeah. Uh, I thought Alan Wake 2, one, was an extremely great horror game in terms of just, like, presentation. Mm. But also was a narrative masterpiece because it pulled together the entire Remedy universe of video games in one story. It is so good. And it's the sequel to a game that came out 13 years ago that not nobody played, but not a whole lot of people played. And it got so much effusive praise, and it was all deserved. So, that's mine. Alan Wake 2. I should finish Control. Control is very good. No, I was enjoying it. I just, I forget. It it didn't look quite right on the Steam Deck. Mm, mm. Like, even though it's it's Steam Deck verified, like, it it was, like, weirdly blurry. And I'm sure there's, like, a fix for that that I just didn't. I was just like, oh, I just guess this game is blurry. But what I played, I quite liked. It does have some screen blur stuff, like when you move the camera quickly and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But um, it ends up becoming kind of about Alan Wake at one point. 
So, do I need that. to play Alan Wake? No, no. He'll <laughs> explain it to you. Okay. The final category from Kate Bishop is favorite thing that didn't come out in 2023, but this is the year you got into it. I'm gonna go with. I mean, I mean, look, Vampire Survivors would also be a good candidate for this, but sure. Uh, I think my answer is obvious. Uh, Dragon Ball. I got. I went hard. You really did. Um, you committed. I, I, I told everybody, when I turn 40, I'm going to be really into Dragon Ball. I'm going to know all about Goku. And buddy, I, ba- I backed it up. I said it and I did it. You said it, and you made it happen. Yes. And I would say also, like, uh, getting really into Akira Toriyama as a character designer as well. Uh, getting into all the Dragon Quest uh, stuff that he did. Uh, and, yeah. and sort of reskinning my D&D game. Uh, with that. He, he also designed all the characters in Chrono Trigger. Yes, and in uh, at least one Breath of Fire. Akira yeah, Toriyama is right. good. Akira Toriyama is very good at what he does, um, without a doubt. Uh, I think my answer for this one, or my winner for this one, is one that came in the very tail end of the year, and it was a video game that came out this year, but a whole Pandora's box of other stuff I can get into has opened from it, and that's Armored Core. Mm. Our mutual friend, Ben Gully, got me Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, for Christmas. And nice. so I started, I started playing it, and now I could, I'm so deep into the Armored Core stuff. Like, I know all the stats. I know what they mean. I I know what, like, I know I could tell you what attitude stability is. (laughs) I'm in it. I'm in it, dude. Uh, So that's my winner. Is it it hard like the other FromSoft games, or is it fun like Metal Wolf Chaos XD? um, It's pretty hard. It's hard in a different way. Until the point of the game that I have now reached where you fight a boss who is 100% a boss from Dark Souls 3. Like, it's such a Dark Soulsy boss fight that I have just reached. It, it even has two phases, like a Dark Souls boss fight. Matt, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'm ever going to play a Dark Souls. You don't have to. D- Dark Souls you, you, is an acquired taste. Dog, right? You gotta fight a dog? You you do have to fight a dog that has a sword in its mouth, but it is a very uh, good story. There's a, there's a good story, How and good the, can it be if I have to fight that dog? The dog comes back at the end of the game. Okay, if you All have right. the DLC, you see so, the dog okay. again. All right, that's fucking sinister. <laughs> Hey, shame about that. That's a protection racket, Matt. That's true. That's true. I but uh, look, Dark Souls one. Like you have to be you have to be deep into FromSoft to want to go back and play Dark Souls one because it plays like a game from thirteen years ago. You, Bloodborne is the one to play uh, if you're going to play a game. Uh, all right, Kate Bishop. Thank you for those categories. Our next set of categories, Chris, comes from Dan Black. 
And the first one is Cow Tools presents the Poop Butt Memorial Award for Biggest Every Story Ever Disagreement. We had one recently. It was the ketchup. It was it was ambush bug. <laughs> it was ambush bug, yeah. Yeah. Which I did not like. And that I had quite a bit of fun with. <laughs> yeah. But, but Which that's is like the reverse of the of the well no, I I'd also advocate advocated for cow tools. It's the it's the reverse of the poop butt. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the cow tools thing is, I don't dislike cow tools. It's just not a story. Yeah, yeah. That that was a, f- a, a disagreement of form. Yeah. Poop butt was, poop butt is the one, because, as, as I have told people, it's so self-evidently funny to me, and so self-evidently not to you. And we cannot understand each other. Yeah, we can't, we can't meet in the middle on that. The it's yeah, it's gotta be ambush bug, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't think we've we've had something that was divisive like that for a minute. Yeah. Alright, so we agree on that one. Uh our next category from Dan is most beautiful song released in twenty twenty three. Interesting. Uh I mean that that new Mountain Goats album pretty good. That new Mountain Goats album pretty good. I have a definitive answer for this, though. Oh, okay. It's the song Kill Bill by SZA. Okay. Which came out in January of 2023, so it's just barely barely fits. Uh, But that song is great. That whole album, her album SOS, is terrific. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But yeah, that one. Yeah, that's... All right, I'll, I'll roll with that. Okay, cool. Final category from Dan Black is raddest weapon. Now this is this. I feel like this was a trap for me <laughs> <laughs> because I looked at raddest weapon. I came up with my answer, and then spoiler warning: we have a a category later, a category later that is best sword. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like maybe those overlap too much. And yeah. and is that is one of several categories from that submitter. So I'll I'll acknowledge it when we get to it, but if your reddest weapon is also a sword, we know what best sword is. Well I'm I'm just gonna say this is this is reddest weapon non sword category. Okay. Category. Mm-hmm. Um in which case, I, I've been playing uh, God of War Ragnarok lately. Yes, I, also, I played it during the break. Yeah. Uh, AC went out of town for a little bit, and so I played, I played it for, I think, eight hours straight, three days in a row. Okay. Uh, like it was my job. And still like the Leviathan Axe a lot. Uh, sure. Then I did get drunk on New Year's Eve and order a Leviathan axe for myself. <laughs> Made of foam. So I, I think that's probably it for me, but I will say I also like uh, I like that spear. The spear is great. Uh, the the Droughtnir spear. Yeah, I, I always thought uh, Droughtnir was a, a cool 
a little piece of Norse mythology that doesn't get bring up brought up a lot. The Dropnir, which is a ring. Yes. That then becomes a spear. Yeah. Dropnir the Nine Dropper, a ring that uh, every nine nights creates nine rings. Correct. Uh, so when it becomes a spear, it infinitely recreates itself. Yeah. Brilliant. And I also thought it was cool that it's 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 brought up in the game too that like if he is from Greece, then the weapon he would likely like that is the the you know that's the weapon in Greece is is a spear. So uh, I thought that was cool that it, uh, that was brought up. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that. The new things that that game introduced were the drop near spear and. Spoiler warning, I think, for God of War Ragnarok. I haven't, probably haven't gotten there, but I I think I guessed what it was going to be. I don't know. If you've gotten the spear, you've seen this. Okay. It's the mask from the movie The Mask. The Mask, okay. I remember you bringing that up, and I do want to, like, when I finish God of War, we're probably going to have to do a bonus content. Because I was watching it like, that's the mask from the movie The Mask. That is... 1,000% the mask from the movie The Mask. That is John Arcudi and Doug Monkey's The Mask. But it wasn't Loki's mask in the comics. No, but it was in the movie. The movie made it tied to Norse mythology. Yeah, so that's, is that, okay. I've, I was a Norse mythology kid. I've read a lot of comic books about Thor. I've read a lot of non-comics media about Thor. I don't remember Loki having a mask outside of the mo- of, of the movie The Mask. Uh, he doesn't. Okay, it's so that's just a- it's just the mask from the movie The Mask. If I'm John Arcudi and or Doug Moggy, I'm getting on the phone to Santa Monica Studios because <laughs> I feel like that somebody was like, "Yeah, what? Well, didn't Loki have a mask?" I'll add one more weapon to the the list non-sword category. Um, when Batman rides that shark that is the Joker, uh-huh. and then he uses the shark repellent on it, uh-huh. both of those together. Pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Uh, also, the, uh, the uh, winner's emeritus of this category, of course, the shotgun from Doom and the Chris Iger from Symphony of the Night. Of course, of course. Uh, thank you for those categories, Dan. Our next category comes to us from Harry. And this category is the Jarnathan D&D Movie Award for the most expected, unexpectedly fun character in media this year. It's, it's not that he wasn't fun, but all I want to do is talk about how Piccolo has a cute phone case. <laughs> Like, it's a struggle every time I, I'm i not talking about Piccolo's phone case. That's fair. That's and how fair. he gets them all from Gohan and Videl because they can't buy him food to thank him for picking up his granddaughter from school because he doesn't eat. And so he just has this collection of plushes and a little cute penguin phone case for his smartphone. <laughs> Because Piccolo using a smartphone is itself hilarious. That is true. That is intrinsically funny. Yes, correct. 
that's great. Um, I, I'm bringing Barbie back, but uh, I was not expecting to be so amused by uh, Alan in the Barbie movie. Oh, Ken's friend. Ken's friend, Alan, yeah, who's played by Ken's Michael Sarah. Best friend? Yes. Wink. Who's just Alan. There are many Kens, but just Alan is just Alan. Yeah. Uh, Harry, thank you for that category. Here's a category from Adam. Most delicious snack of 2023. Now, does this have to be a new snack? Uh, I don't think so. It, it may, be, may be new to you. Hmm. I, I think that would, that would apply. D- despite our plans, I did not consume Dollywood cinnamon bread in the year 2023. Oh, I did. <laughs> I know you did. You don't uh, have to it, rub it in. I'm sorry. Uh, it is it is good as hell. Yeah, I, I I know, Matt. I know it's good as hell. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I had I feel like I had some some pretty good snacks. This is a drink, but I'm going to I'm going to count it, okay? Uh when I came to visit you in beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota mm-hmm. in August. We went to Paisley Park and we could not go on the tour because the tours for that day had been sold had sold out. But we did go to the like gift shop, and we went to this little snack bar by a stage where they were selling cups of uh, purple lemonade. It was very good. It was really good. And I still have my souvenir cup. Nice. Nice. I, I will say I did, uh, in January... Uh, of, of 2023, I did go to South Carolina, and you know I ate a Cajun filet biscuit. But you know I ate several Cajun filet biscuits. Hard to beat. Hard to beat the old Cajun filet biscuit. Cajun filet biscuit remains undefeated. Um, Adam, thank you for that category. Here's a category from our mutual friend, Ben Gully. Love that guy. The Doughboy Award for a character who ain't ever getting over, no matter how much you try. <laughs> I have a suspicion that for everyone else, it's the Batman of Zaranar. <laughs> like, I for me specifically, he's over as hell. I think people like the Batman of Zaranar. I hope so. He keeps coming back. I mean, I like him. Graham Morrison likes him. Chip likes him. I think Josh Williamson likes him. But at a at a minimum, yeah, comics writers like the Batman of Zerdar because they keep bringing him back. And there's a they they did do an action figure. I think they might yeah. have done two action figures of him. So maybe not. Do, do you have a do you have a character for this? I'm trying to think of somebody that like people tried to bring back this year that like tra- comics tried to bring back this year. That it was just like, it's never happening. I do have another one. And okay. it's not, it, it's again, it's not a character I dislike. But I, Rick Rap ain't getting over. 
Oh, I don't know. I th- I think people like Rec Rap also. People people like Rec Rap in the way in the same people who like the spider buggy. Like if you get it, yeah. But most people are just going to be like that thing's dumb, and it's they're going to so miss that that being dumb is kind of the point. That that it's an intentional joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, I don't think anybody's out there being like, you know, who's cool as hell is Rec Rap. I I have my answer. Okay. And as much as it pains me to say it, because I know there are people listening to this right now who disagree, but it's it's what is true in my heart. Uh, Jeff Johns started another JSA series this year. Uh huh. Another Justice Justice Society of America series. And Johnny Thunder is all up in it, and it just ain't never happening. Johnny Thunder is never getting over. I know there are people who like Johnny Thunder. I know there are people who have my phone number who like Johnny Thunder. It's not happening. (laughs) I know I'll be hearing about this. (laughs) But Johnny Thunder ain't never getting over. Johnny, sorry. when the JSA was at its most over, Johnny Thunder was not over. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Thunder I, is the, uh, look, I hate to say it, he's the buff Bagwell. <laughs> Even when the NWO was over, buff Bagwell wasn't over. True. I'm not saying he's Virgil, but he's buff Bagwell. Yeah. Ben, thank you for that category. This category is from Isabel M. And uh, the, the creator of our Discord, I believe. That's right. The the person who started our Discord, Isabel. Uh, Isabel's category is Best Weird Little Freak. Rick Rap. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I think he is getting over. Rec Rap is a perfect weird little freak. He's He's the... Weirdest little freak in comics today. He's great. I like. Maybe he is. Maybe he's never getting over. Maybe he's. Maybe maybe it's never happening. But I personally love him. Even if you hate Rec Rap, you got to agree that he's a weird little freak. He is an absolute weird little freak. While we're at it, though, uh, special secondary award to um, Beast Girl in the Unstoppable Doom Patrol series from this year. Mm. Who like is introduced as like a Doom Patrol freak and then turns out to be a whole different kind of freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Comics need more more weirdos. For a long time I feel like we got away from weirdos. I think we need to get them back. Could not agree. That's why. More. That's why people like manga. Manga full of weirdos. Yo, full of weird little freaks. Yeah. There's a. The, I'll tell you who's not like who's a good like character, but not like I don't like him like I like Rick Rap. Is that one little freak in Berserk? The the the, the, the guy who turns into that slug monster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like him. He's a he's a freak. Berserk got freaks. For days. Up and down. Freaks all over the place. They call yeah. that book Befreak. 
Befreak, <laughs> says she. Thank you for that category, Isabel. All right, our next set of categories is from Boss Dog, Patrick O'Duffy. Oh, lo- love the Boss Dog. Now, the first category we've kind of already done. Because it's the Christopher J. Sims Memorial Award for moments so raw it made you want to remove an item of clothing in a public place. We already did like moment that most made you want to want to make you take your shirt off. So I kind of feel like that category we've already done. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to mention it because Patrick's next category is the Matt D. Wilson Memorial Award for reference so blatant yet perfect, it made you lean over to your wife and whisper, Akira. <laughs> I watched Robin's Reckoning yesterday. Uh-huh. The Emmy Award-winning episode of Batman the Animated Series, the two-parter about uh, the guy who killed oh. Robin's parents. The episode where Robin does an Akira slide. Where Robin does an Akira slide. And I, and I was watching it, and I looked up, and I, I made sure to watch it, and I was like, Akira. <laughs> Batman does an Akira. He doesn't do do that uh, Akira reference, but in Mask of the Phantasm, he does an Akira reference. Uh, young yeah. Bruce does the like kicks the dude off the uh, the motorcycle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On it and front kicks him, which is bad as hell. It's great. Yeah, I and mean, every time I watch that, I'm like, mm. you know. Uh, okay, can you recall a moment from 2023, Chris, where you did the Leonardo DiCaprio point? Because you got the reference. I'm, I'm trying to think, and I all I can think about is stuff from Dragon Ball, which does isn't really the same because I experienced it all this year. Yeah, yeah. D- does Dragon Ball do a lot of references? It it Dragon Ball Super, like I, I've talked about this before. It references past bits in Dragon Ball in a way that like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z kind of don't. And there's a like there's a bit where where they like they're fighting uh, Cell Max, who's who's a kaiju, uh-huh. and uh, and they're like, "Hey Piccolo, grow to giant size and fight him." Like you, like you did that one time. Piccolo's like, "All right, I forgot I can do that shit." <laughs> it's pretty funny. There must have been something in. Across the Spider Verse, almost certainly. Like I know, I I did in fact lean over to my wife and go, "That's that guy." Yeah, yeah. That's from the video. What if that's what happened in the Whisper song? Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. That's Akira. That's what happened in the video game. Oh, it's definitely something in Spider Man Two, the video game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized as you were saying that. Yes, that's what it is. Which it's, is also a moment that made me want to take my shirt off. Yeah. I mean, do you want to say? Or are we spoiling? I think, I think spoilers for this particular thing are the, the moratorium can be lifted. But if you absolutely don't want to be spoiled about a line in the uh, the Spider-Man 2 post-credits sequence, then skip ahead a little bit. <laughs> the boy, when... When Doc Ock says it's going to be the final chapter, yeah, yeah, Matt, that's the best one. That's the best one, and also a very funny one. Yes, so it's great in two different ways because he says it to Norman Osborn. Yeah, who's in a different 
story with that title. Exactly. Exactly. Where he tries to get wizard powers. Which, if exactly. that's Spider-Man 3 goes, fuck yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's it. That's that's the award winner. That line from Spider-Man 2, the video game. Yes. For both awards. Special yes. double award. Uh, Patrick's final category is the Jared Stevens Memorial Award for Best or Possibly Worst Dirtbag Hero in Comics. Probably Peacemaker. Yeah, probably Peacemaker. But I will say the the Strange series, not the Doctor Strange series that followed, the Strange series with Clea, and actually in the Doctor Strange series that followed, the way that Jed McKay drew such a clear line between Clea and Dr. Strange morally Mm -hmm. is so interesting where Clea, Clea is kind of like, I'll do whatever to get the job done. I don't give a fuck. Especially when she was trying to bring Steven back to life. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that she's full dirtbag. But she's like she 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 gets into the messier moral areas than Steven does. Yeah, I think Guts is a little bit of a dirtbag. Oh, he yes. <laughs> like he's kind of a tragic dirtbag, but he's a little bit of a dirtbag. He's he's definitely a tragic dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've been reading I've been reading Fist of the North Star again. Because we've been talking about it lately. Mm-hmm. And I'll jump on. I don't know if dirtbag is the right word for Kinshiro. Oh. Scratch my answer for of Clea. Okay. okay. Best dirtbag hero of the year, hands down, Hallow's Eve. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. That series was so underrated. That series was a hoot. And so fun. I love, I love Hallow's Eve with her little Ben Cooper masks. Fantastic. Here's my question, Matt. Here's a question for you. Okay. If she takes Peter Parker's mask, Spider-Man's mask, like his costume mask. Yeah. And puts it on. Does she become Spider-Man or does it have to be like a Halloween monster from her bag? That's a great question. I do not know the answer. But that should be explored in future Hallow's Eve stories. Agreed. Hallow's like, Eve was a hoot. What, what are the requirements for a mask for her to wear? Because I do know this. In the promoted Hallow's Eve, the big night, the cover of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is both a, oh, I guess that, that actually came out, um, but I haven't read it. I need to read it. There's a Thanos mask and a Spider-Man mask on the cover. That's wild. Cause Thanos yes, doesn't wear a mask, but I guess Dracula doesn't not, either. They're not masks. Like it's not like Spider-Man's mask. That's like yeah, a it's full like head a, mask. Like a ben Cooper mask. It's yes. It's like a Halloween mask. So I got to read Hallow's Eve the big night. I think. To, to know for sure. Which I assume is a Halloween special. It is. It is. I, I do I, I take some comfort 
in the fact that we're probably going to get a Hallow's Eve story every once in a while on Halloween. Somebody's yeah. going to remember, even if she doesn't get over it, which she should. She should get over. Like, the opposite of Ben's category, like, character who isn't over, who should be over, Hallow's Eve. Thank you for those categories, boss dog. Our next category comes to us from Brad Allison. It's the award for best Matt Wagner series the War Rocket Ajax hosts haven't read despite being fans of Matt Wagner's work. How would we know? Uh, probably, um, I, I don't think I ever finished the uh, the Hero Defined. Mage. The, that, was, that was the later Mage the series. One, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't finish it. I fucking love Mage. It's hard. It's hard. Can you imagine that? Like, if you're like, man, I fucking love this, and then you don't read some of it? Uh huh. Especially if it's like a Matt Wagner comic? Wild. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm sure that, like, there's plenty of good stuff. Percy Jackson's kind of just Mage, right? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I'm not saying Rick Reardon, like, ripped it off. I'm saying it's kind of the same thing. (laughs) It's kind of the same thing, yeah. Very, very much so. Uh, I never wrote. I never read uh, that like Zoro Django thing. It's good. Look, we all know what you're getting at here, Brad. You know what you're doing, and we're trying. We're we're gonna get to it eventually. Okay, we're gonna get to it. Matt made me read Ambush Bug. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that category. Asshole in front of everybody. (laughs) Thanks for that category, Brad. (laughs) Our next category is from Ian, and uh, it is most hard boiled Humphrey Bogart style noir moment you read. Matt, I'm going to be real with you. Uh huh. I don't know if I've ever seen a Humphrey Bogart movie. Um, There's some good ones. I mean, I've heard, yeah. We we definitely watched a parody of Casablanca when we watched the Barb Wire movie. Parody is really putting it charitably, I think. It's a ripoff, you could say. I, I'll I'll say this: if someone can can tell me and and prove to me that Goku appears even just a little bit. In one of those movies. I will watch it tomorrow. I have not seen a Humphrey Bogart movie with Goku in it, unfortunately. Uh, uh, you would really like The Big Sleep, though. The Big Sleep is great. I probably you would, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't read a ton of like new noir comics this year. Or Neo in 2023. They're called... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but I did finally finish The Good Asian, which overall wins. Oh, that was a good book. That was a good book. I mean, it came out mostly in 2022, uh, but I actually finished reading it in 2023. So I'm counting that. Uh, for best the, moment. Not, not quite the same thing, but very, like, in the vein of being hard-boiled, uh, the book I've uh, recommended uh, the the lies of Locke Lamora. Mm. Uh, very very fun in that regard, but it's a it's a heist. Uh, well, Ian, thank you for that category. 
Alex Chung has our next category, and that category is Best Kyle Starks Comic of 2023. A tough category. Very tough category. I had a big year. Kyle put out some great stuff in 2023. Kyle did a wild dog comic. And it was good. It was good and as well. It, it is continuing. Yeah. Never never been a bad comic called Wild Dog. It's true. It's true. It says Wild Dog on the cover. That's that's as good as the Nintendo Seal of Quality. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going back to the noir category cuz I completely forgot until just now that 2023 is the year that Parasocial came out and I read it. Mm. It's it's kind of horror, but it's also kind of noir, and it was great. The entirety of Parasocial for for the Kyle category, the Kyle Gordy, mm. Kyle the Gordy, Cat mm, It feels like it should work, right? And yet. And yet. <laughs> and yet it's not just not happening. Kyle DeGordy is the best you're gonna The get. Kyle DeGordy. Yeah. The the Kyle DeGordy. For I, I am gonna go I think m- maybe the best one was Fuck This Place slash I Hate This Place. That was a really, really good book. Like overall, just like really solid, really fun story, well told. Uh but I don't like Peacemaker tries hard. Like it was, I had so much joy reading that book every month. Like a lot of times we, we read stuff to, to, you know, just to stay current or, or just to talk about on the show. Uh, but a lot of comics this year, I was like, hell yes, I get to read this. And and that was one of them for me. Yeah, it was great. It, it's, Sound effects it's, alone. I, I think it is the winner, but I do want to give a special shout out also to, I I always forget the, the actual title of the book because I always want to call it something else. I, I, wanna, I always want to call it Where Evil Lies, but it's Where Monsters Lie. Oh yeah, that was also really good. That was also this year. That was also in 2023. It was also super good. That was it. Yeah, that one was excellent and really fun. Oh, uh, so ban a year for Kyle. I, th- I think. <laughs> How does he do it? How's he do it? Uh, Peacemaker wins, but where monsters lie gets a special dispensation. Uh, Alex, thank you for that category. Patrick Gertner has this category for us. Most embarrassing comics moment of 2023. Embarrassing for whom? I think that is question? that is up to our discretion. Uh, I've got one. Okay. <laughs> Probably when I was reading Berserk on an airplane. During the eclipse? No, during the story with the fairies. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, bud. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, well, maybe I'll just, uh, maybe I'll just go back to Dragon Ball. Real quick. For for the moment. Just reread these, uh, 
these issues of Dragon Ball for the next four hours. <laughs> There's no good Berserk to read on a plane, but I think I was maybe reading the worst. Maybe the Eclipse would be the worst, but... The Eclipse would be the worst, yeah. The Eclipse I would mean, be the worst. The stuff that happens in the story with the fairies is, like, it's bad at a glance, and then it's also bad if you, like, read anything that's being said. <laughs> uh, I didn't have any moments like that uh, in 2023. I also, like, I don't think there were any, like, event comics that made me feel embarrassed like, say, Dark Crisis did. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Dark Crisis didn't make me feel embarrassed. It did make me feel tired. It Yeah, it, it was... Beast Boy believing he was dead was exhausting. Beast Boy not having a brain where it's supposed to be. That's like a joke from Teen Titans Go! It really is, yeah. Someone shoots Beast Boy in the head and there's no actual effects. Yeah. Uh, like, Flashpoint Beyond was 2022, right? In a lot of ways, Matt, it's still Flashpoint Beyond. For me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, I don't think there were any, like, DC event things like that in 2023. That I can recall. If anything, I think 2023 was a pretty good year for events. Because the, the DC event I remember was Lazarus Planet. Where Lazarus Pit Juice was raining all over the Earth. Mm -hmm. And that shit ruled. That was pretty good, yeah. It was good. I guess I'm going to give it to old, old GJ. Starting his new Justice Society book. I'm going back to Justice Society. Um, starting that new Justice Society book with instantly the Justice Society being killed. <laughs> See, that's funny. That I mean, maybe it was an intentional joke from GJ. Um, but if anything, it was like not indicative of what that book was going to become. Because but after that, it became fine. Like a fine book about the Huntress from the future coming back to the past to try to save the Justice Society. But um, did Doctor Manhattan show up in any books this year? That's a great question. I I'm not sure. Oh, I you know here's the problem with this category is we did not read Danger Street. That's true. We we avoided the Tom King. We we took a look at that thing and we're like, no. If There's only looked. so many minutes we have to live on this earth. Yes. Yes, that's that's very true. Uh, I'm looking up at the DC database to see if there were any Dr. Manhattan appearances this when year. Did, when did the issue of Human Target where Guy Gardner got cucked and murdered come out? That was in... That was definitely 2022. 2022. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Manhattan's last canon DC Comics appearance is... Doomsday Clock number 12. According to the DC database. That's weird. You'd think that after all the trouble they went through, that he'd just be popping off all the time. That's not a you wish think. for that to happen. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. I, I think I think we gave reasonable answers to the reasonable winners for that category. Uh, Patrick, thank in, you for that category. Economy class. So right up, right up next to somebody. I honestly don't know what I was thinking. Chris, our next category comes from Chris Kaiser. The Kais. And, and this is two categories. Uh, the first one is the H-Bomber Guy Derogatory Award for the Worst Ripoff or Rehashed Concept of 2023. So, uh, do, you, do you want to talk about Justice Society a little more? I, I actually think the Justice Society series, what I read of it, was not that bad. After opening with the Justice Society dying, which just felt like a joke. Okay. Like, it felt like Jeff parodying himself. Uh, but it it did have Johnny Thunder in it. I don't know. I don't know that it rises to the level of worst ripoff, though. Or when rehash. did Black Adam come out? Black Adam the movie? Yeah. I know we watched it this year. 2022 is okay. when the movie came out. I'm I'm quite certain. Because that was rough going. That was a very bad movie. Yeah, that was bad enough that it could maybe change the hierarchy of Gordy's. I mean, it's got to be the Flash, right? Even though neither of us have seen that movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I completely forgot about. We got yelled at for spoiling that. Who by like, who? Like, like that's not a spoiler. That's a warning, bud. Who who yelled at us? Somebody was mad at us about uh, talking about the ghoulish nature of the uh, the climax of the Flash. Well, I, yeah. I, I presumably the climax. I don't know. I I it is it is near the end of the movie. I think yeah yeah. I, I'm sorry if that that was a spoiler for you. Um, but you should you should not see that movie. Yeah, yeah. Also I that, have, yeah. I have not seen it, but I know more than enough about it. I still can't believe that came out, and I had to give you fifty dollars. So it goes. So it goes. That's so upsetting. The like return of Michael Keaton in that movie, which, to my knowledge amounts to nothing and then the rehashes of all the other characters who appear later on like there's it's got to be the the film the flash i don't like the michael keaton batman movies all, all that much yeah like I, I i'm on record as being a an 89 and, and batman returns hater but like if you told me there was gonna be a movie where like a bunch of like a bunch of multiversal batman showed up I would probably be pretty stoked about that. Like that's right up my alley. Yeah. And yet. And yet. Oh, uh, correction to something I said earlier. Apparently Dr. Manhattan has appeared in uh flashpoint beyond. And I just forgot. Hmm. Mm, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. The next category from Chris is H bomber guy. Complimentary 
Award for the best revisited or revamped concept in 2023. Folks, I have said it before, and I will say it to you again. You, you've heard me and Matt read that first arc of Dragon Ball and have some significant difficulties with it. And I, I will say, Dragon Ball Z, what we call Dragon Ball Z in America, like that stretch of the manga, it's like, it's all right. It's got, it's got its highs and lows, I think. Um, it gets like really repetitive uh, towards the end, but like there's some good stuff. Like the, like the, the fight with, with Boo is, is pretty good. Dragon Ball Super is legitimately great comics, like by any measure. It's so fun. It's so fun. Like, it's, I cannot express to you how much joy there is in that comic. And the way that it, like, kind of tweaks the formula and, like, does interesting stuff. Uh, the way that characters like Gohan and Piccolo are treated, which is, like, they're given such a, like, comedic edge that doesn't mean that they can't be super badass in a very cool way, like a genuinely cool way when the story calls for it. Uh, Dragon Ball Super is great. Like it's, it's so good. And especially like, again, I'm all caught up on it. And like the recent stuff, which is uh, what happens in the Dragon Ball superhero movie uh, is like so fun. It's so fun. Piccolo phone case. It's great. <laughs> it's a hoot. For for Toriyama to have seen the American Dragon Ball movie and been like, fuck, I gotta make more comics. It cannot end like this. And then to have come back with Toyotaro and and done the best Dragon Ball is it is incredible to me. Like it's it's so so fun. Cell Max is a hoot. The guys, the guys who are in the Red Ribbon Army, who don't know who Goku is, they just think Bulma has like henchmen that she's using to take him down, and so they're like, yeah, this is Son Goku. He's a mid-level lieutenant in Bulma's organization. Like, cause they don't know, cause nobody knows. Hilarious. Incredible. Amazing. Uh, I will add to that and say my winner for the best revamped concept of 2023 is the ultimate universe. That's also a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good thought. Jonathan Hickman was like, what if I made an ultimate universe that was good? And by God, he did it. Unbelievable. That new Ultimate Spider-Man, we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> that's a 2024 comic, but the start of the remap of the Ultimate Universe started in 2023. I had someone uh, recently tell me that I talk about Ultimate Peter Parker's haircut too much. That will be continuing, indefinitely. It, it shouldn't have looked like that. Then. shouldn't have looked like that. That wasn't a did. cool haircut then. If you didn't want us to talk about it, it shouldn't have looked like that. It wasn't cool then. 
And Uncle Ben's ponytail was also not cool. Chris, thank you for those categories. That's my name. Our next two categories come from William Schmidt. The first is the Texture's Choice Award. Let's keep it going. Uh, it's got to yeah. be Amazing Spider-Man, right? Uh, you're talking about like what, what got the most Texture's texts ab- about this year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, on the honest answer to what got the most uh, texts between me and Matt is uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. I mean, that's true, yes. Because <laughs> I watch it on Thursdays while I work, and whenever someone says something funny or does something concerning, I text Matt. Yeah, because Chris knows I watched it live the night before, most likely. Yeah. So yeah. when I text Matt, uh, no context, the phrase, bang, bang, scissor gang, he knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I I don't always get to watch Dynamite Live, but mostly I watch it live on Wednesday night. Uh, that, that's true. It, it probably is All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, but I think for comics that got the most texture choices this year, it's got to be Amazing Spider-Man. Either Amazing Spider-Man or Batman. Yeah, one or the other. The... Uh... Both really, really solid runs that you and I are enjoying quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, our, our wheelhouses as well. Uh, but two runs we are enjoying greatly right now. Uh, William's second category, I think we know Chris's winner in this category, favorite comics catch-up or other older title read in 2023. Berserk. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dragon Ball. Oh, well, if it's we did Berserk for catch-up. We did do Berserk for catch-up. Uh, so, which I did like better than Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, but not better than Dragon Ball Super. Okay, fair. Uh, I thought we had some really enjoyable catch-ups in 2023. Um, but the one that stuck with me the most is Defenders Beyond. Mm, that was a good one. That was a good one. Man. When Taya, when Galactus' is hot mom Taya, is basically like, you can keep rebooting us, but it's going to suck. It's it's one of my favorite moments in comic. That was a tear your shirt off comics moment. Yeah, uh, Galactus' hot mom Taya is the sensational character find of of the sixth universe. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, she's so good. She's so good. Uh, all right. Uh, William, thank you for those categories. Our next category is from Kevin J. Maroney, which is best comic. You were too busy to keep up with because you were reading bad comics. I think we did a pretty good job this year. Of reading comics we mostly liked. Yeah, we did not read a lot of bad comics in 2023. That is partially because there was no DC Comics event that sucked, (laughs) as there has been in recent years, which was a great improvement. Uh, And despite the fact that I read Justice Society, expecting it to be bad, when it ended up being just fine... 
I, I didn't go out of my way to read comics I knew I wasn't going to like. As you mentioned, we didn't read Dingbacks of Danger Street, or just Danger Street. Uh, so there are definitely comics I wish I could have kept up with more. Uh, but it wasn't because we were reading bad comics. Yeah. Uh, I've fallen behind on a couple of things that I I know I, I really liked. Uh, I But I think I'm mostly – like on the books that I really enjoy, I'm actually pretty current. Uh, I think my winner for this is the Rom V run on Detective. Yeah, that that is one that I'm behind on. That came out of the gate really hot, and that I really liked, and I just fell off. And I read an intermittent issue here and there, but I I was not able to like steadily keep up with it. That's that's the one that springs to mind. I'm way behind on Daredevil. Yeah, but. I'm looking back at all the stuff that we've talked about on the show this year, and like I'm I'm current on World's Finest. I'm current on Superman. I'm current on Doctor Strange. Uh, I I did I did fall behind on uh, Doom Patrol, so I do wanna do wanna go back and read all of that. But like, best it was only seven issues for for getting caught up. Yeah, it, it, the Unstoppable Doom Patrol series only ended up being seven issues, so it's easy to catch up on. Yeah, and really good. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, thank you for sending in that category. Bo Q has these categories for us, Chris. The first one is 669 Gimmick Street Award for favorite conversation y'all had on the pod in 2023. We had a really good time. Uh, like, several episodes that I was like, I mean, look, they're all good. They're all HQC. They're all S rank, mm-hmm. but like we've had some really, really fun conversations. I I've really enjoyed us talking about the Jergies. Uh, the, the Jergies have been super fun to talk about. I loved our entire catch up episode about Berserk. Uh, yes, the the Berserk episode's probably it. Uh, our our buddy uh, Jordan Witt texted me. And said that while they were on vacation, they were listening to all our Thursday Night Raw episodes and really enjoying them. And I think those have been super fun. I do, too. I'm glad we're continuing it into 2024. Um, That's going to be a fun time to continue to rank Raw moments. While we're talking about Gimmick Street bits, the Gimmick Street bit specifically where we were talking about one of the places on gimmick street being ghostbusters the funimation ghostbusters headquarters Uh (laughs) (laughs) all our conversations about uh dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob from a ghost all great have been very fun for me yeah all good matt you Uh, are you are a you are a fun person to talk to Right back at you, bud. And, and you're uh, an extremely good uh, scene partner, as it were. Thank you for our, you. our bits. Uh, I I would say the same for you. It's it's always fun to talk to you on the show. As we've said many times, it's easy during the day 
like leading up to recording an episode to be like, oh, I got to record an episode. But then once you're doing it, it's a blast every time. Yeah. Always, always super fun. The next category from uh, BoQ is the commitment to the bit memorial award for best bit left on the cutting room floor. Now, Chris, you don't know what gets cut out of the show. I don't. So you cannot answer this. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look at some of our BOCO uh, to say uh, what it was. Oh, I know what it was. I, I It was late in the year. It was when we recorded our bonus content about the movie Blue Streak and that one line from the movie Blue Streak. Uh-huh. That you will remember forever. Did I tell you what Lucas told me? Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown, our buddy, uh, Lucas Brown, the editorial deacon of Apocrypals, uh, and a, a lovely, lovely human being. One of my faves. Uh, when I said, I'm a Federale, he had the thought, is Chris talking about Blue Streak? Nah, <laughs> nobody else remembers that line. <laughs> That's how you know. That's that's how you know you're uh you, you're in you're in the club. So, it not everyone listening to this has listened to the Boko where we talked about the movie Blue Streak, but that was such a valuable cut bit from an episode that then we stopped and recorded entirely different. Uh, an entirely new Boko about it. Yeah. That's how great that cut bit was. So, it's got to be our conversation about Blue Streak. We should movie fight Blue Streak. Okay, we got to do Super Mario Brothers and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Right, we got to do those. And then maybe next, after that, we'll do Blue Streak. Anytime between, uh, I guess, what will that be? February and April? It'll be February and April. Or January and March. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anytime between then and, and Halloween, when we unfortunately must morb. We could do it in, in June. Do it as my birthday movie. Oh, that'll be fun. Because uh, I've never seen the movie. Are we do it in show. August as my birthday movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, a good time. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Thank you, Bo Q, for those two categories. Charlie Etheridge Nunn has this category for us, Chris. The Kyle Starksiest moment in comics not written by the franchise Hollywood Kyle Starks. Uh, I would say Optimus Prime hitting a German suplex. So much of that Transformers series is so Kyle Starksy. However, Okay, this is this is kind of wild, but follow me here. In the newest issue of GI Joe, written by Larry Hama, uh huh, which I don't remember. It's three hundred one. It's issue three hundred one. The bit where Serpentor Khan is like, I don't care if everybody on this island gets turned into a zombie. <laughs> That's so Kyle. 
<laughs> God. Larry's so good. <laughs> There's also that moment in um, Ultimate Invasion number one, which is the, the book that's building into the new Ultimate Universe. Where it just it, there's just like a close up on Reed Richards, and he's looking at the maker, and he's just like, I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's also really good. Our next category, that oh, that's our one category from Charlie. Uh, thank you for sending in that thank category, you, Charlie. Charlie. Our next set of categories is from David LaRosse. You've mentioned this category, Chris. Best sword. Now, this is a tough one. A lot of good swords this year. Great sword. A lot of great swords. Yes, those as well. A lot of great uh-huh. swords and a lot of great great swords. That's true. Um, I I I do feel like yours is going to be the Dragon Slayer. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yes. Which is that- a fantastic sword, and the origin story of that sword. It remains my favorite part of Berserk. What I really love about that sword is not even necessarily... I mean, I do love the look of it itself, but also the way it's always described as like just a giant slab of basically raw iron. A heap of raw iron, it's called. Yeah. It's, it's so good. The, I love that the idea of the blacksmith, you know, like, yeah, they, they wanted a sword that could kill a dragon. And I wanted to remind everybody that a sword's just a big butcher knife. And a dragon's <laughs> just a big animal. Uh-huh. That's fucking rad. And that, I, like I said, if I'm ever going to get one thing from berserk tattooed it's gonna be that panel where Guts sees it for the first time and mira does a fucking crash zoom on his face oh yeah oh yeah oh it's so good also the explanation for how guts can use that sword being that when he was a child he used an adult sized sword that was too big for him mm-hmm. incredible yes it's a good sword yeah. However, it is not my pick for best sword. Let's hear it. It's the master sword, buddy. It's literally the best sword. I mean, it's good. The way it gets restored in Tears of the Kingdom is brilliant. You ever you ever just have a really bad day and then you 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 go and and pull your magic sword out of your girlfriend's head after she turns herself into a dragon. Uh-huh. It's so relatable, and that's why video games can can teach us things. It's true. It's true. Yeah. No. The uh, the master sword that that comes out of Dragon Zelda's head is dope. It's I, I love the, the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom Master Sword lore. David's next category is Outstanding Achievement in Marvel Comics Bullshit, 
We have not mentioned this series until now. But this it wins this category without question. The Ryan North run on Fantastic Four. That's got some real the 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 town full of Doctor Dooms, the town full of Doom bots that just don't want that one lady to know she's a Doom bot. <laughs> it's so good. That's oh my good. God. The Dinosaur Avengers. The the Dinosaur Avengers and the Dinosaur Fantastic Four are extremely dope. God, that book is so good, so full of brilliant ideas. Yes, that are. Alternately, like Ryan doing real science stuff and absolute Marvel Comics bullshit. The I, the the very premise of that book being that in order to save them, the Fantastic Four had to remove their children and a building full of people from the timeline, like from time for a year, is such a good sci-fi premise. Like it's it's a really strong premise. Uh, also, again, I know it didn't happen this year, but also we talked about it a lot this year. Uh, Galactus's hot mom becoming the Phoenix. Oh yeah, wooey! I mean, Defenders Beyond. If Defenders Beyond had come out in twenty twenty three, that, but it was a twenty twenty two comic. Uh. And Fantastic Four is just an absolute delight. Has uh, been a delight from from jump. Also, if you want to talk about some Marvel Comics bullshit, the identity of the flame. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. <laughs> in the video game Spider-Man 2. There's there's a lot of Marvel Comics bullshit in Marvel Spider-Man 2. My just anti just anti-venom in general. Yeah, anti-venom in general. Anti-venom being in a video game in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that Miles Morales gets like a uh like a costume after you help everybody out at uh, at his school. And then he wears a costume that is like head to toe. Like you've seen Spider-Man's costume, it covers his whole body. How did they know he was Puerto Rican? As you theorized they know it's Miles. They know it's Miles. <laughs> they all know it's Miles. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, David's final category is hobby you're most irrationally tempted to pick up in 2024. I don't know if this is going to happen, but there are dangerous signs pointing to it. I got really into Armored Core, uh-huh. and I have friends that are building Gumpla. Oh, Matt, I would not have I would not have picked that for you. That's a surprise. It might happen. <laughs> I I can, the thing is I can see it. I can yeah. absolutely see you being a gunpla guy. <laughs> Cuz it's it's it is meticulous. Yeah. And I associate yeah. that with you. Yeah, I I the only thing that might keep me from it is cost. Uh, but if somebody bought me a set, I'm not asking anybody to. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get it. You're not asking anybody to. But I'm yeah, just you're saying. not asking anybody to. <laughs> Chris, what about you, <sighs> buddy? 
it's been nigh on 25 years. But th- those those damn Magic the Gathering sets with Lord of the Rings shit in them almost got yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> they almost got me. And it's like I, don't, like, I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Because, A, who am I going to play it with? AC's not going to play it. Like, on principle, she's not going to play it. <laughs> and I don't want to, like, go hang out at the game. Like, no offense. I just don't want to, like, go hang out at the game store and play with people I don't know. That's not what I like to do. So, like, who am I, who am I supposed to play it with? But also, the, those cards, like, the Aragorn on those cards was so fucking cool. Like, they almost got me with it. Every once in a while, I see people posting about like whatever new Magic the Gathering thing there is, and I'm reminded, like, oh yeah, people do that. People still do that. Uh, this year where they're doing yeah. all these crossovers, because they've got like, there's like a Doctor Who set. There's like a, I mean, there's the Lord of the Rings stuff. There's been like, you know, there's been like D and D crossovers. One expects that. There's like, there's like so many. Yeah, I've seen like, people. Doctor Who ones recently. Yeah. And it's like, it, they almost fucking got me. David, thank you for those categories. Our last set of categories from a listener come to us from Brian Clark. The first of which is the Scott Pilgrim playing Baldur's Gate 3 in Versus Mode Award for the most interesting revisit to an existing franchise in 2023. I, I I have not finished uh, the Scott Pilgrim show. It is really fascinating. The way it tells a totally different story. Matt, there's a fucking Fallout set of these Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> I think I've seen people posting about those too, yeah. What? When did this happen? It's it, They're going for it. They're doing all the crossovers. They really are. And it's like, it's, they're, they're so close to getting me. I, if, if I, if I don't give in for Lord of the Rings, I don't know what it'll be, but you know what? If fucking Goku shows up, if Goku's in it even a little bit, that's what I was about to say, (laughs) then I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. So I thought, um, Scott Pilgrim's the Scott Pilgrim show on Netflix was was really interesting and well done. Uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off, it's called. But I don't know if it's the most interesting revisit to an existing franchise because I'm I'm going back to this again. Marvel Comics said, "Hey, Jonathan Hickman, do you want to do?" Or Jonathan Hickman said, "Hey, let me do the Ultimate Universe again." That's a good impression. And he fucking did it. It it astonishes me how compelling the new Ultimate stuff is. After being so burned out on the Ultimate Universe in general. 
that's that's got to be it for me. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna say Dragon Ball Super again. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have our hobby horses. Uh, high school age, high school age Goten and Trunks are very fun. Trunk, Trunks as a teen superhero is very fun. Uh, the next category from Brian is the definitely not the Flash award for the best use of the multiverse concept in 2023. For the sake of not saying the new Ultimate Universe again, I'll say Across the Spider-Verse. I will say Across the Spider-Verse as well. However, I was promised Takuya Yamashiro. I was promised Toei Spider-Man. And he did not show up in that movie. That's true. I was promised Maybe we'll get the oral history of what happened there. I mean, uh, maybe maybe it'll be in the second part. But like, there's a part where like multiple people that I know independently were like, "All right, this is where he shows up," and then it, he didn't. Yeah, like specific scenes, and we all picked the there, same one. Yeah, I mean, there was a clear place. There was a clear place for a giant for Leopardon to show up, and we didn't get it. like. He- Either there was some kind of legal snag that got hit that they had to take him out, or he got cut out for some other reason, and I need to know. Here's the thing. I don't think there are legal issues anymore, because they did a they did a an action figure. Yeah. There's a there's a a, a Toei Spider-Man action figure. And like, like, like I thought about getting it. But, you know, it kind of just looks like Spider-Man with a bracelet. If you don't have the machine gun, like his submachine gun and uh, and his giant robot in his car, it's not quite the same. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying, I was promised the emissary from hell. Well, while we're, while we're talking about Spider-Man stuff, Brian's final category is the sensational spider character find 2023 for most exciting new spider character on or take on a spider character. Maybe he's never getting over, but it's rec rap. I, I think it's Hallow's Eve. But Hallow's Eve is a, a spider man universe character but she's not a spider character well she does first show up in the pages of dark web right but i'm saying she's not like a spider person so you think that it has to be a spider themed person i feel like that's what the category is but look if you want to give it to hallow's eve i want to give it let's give it to hallow's eve okay i'm gonna give it to rec rap who i don't care if he's never getting over i love him I'm glad you do, man. I do. And those are all our listener-submitted categories, which means, Chris, it's time for the award we give every year. The War Rocket Ajax Intercontinental title. The coveted War Rocket Ajax Intercontinental Championship. That's right. Uh, Now... At this point, most prestigious award in comics. As a reminder, Mm -hmm. as a reminder, Chris. Yes. Last year, we gave the Intercontinental Championship to 
Daniel Warren Johnson. But we also gave the Flash Gordon Memorial Gordy in the bank briefcase to Zeb Wells. Yes. Just wanted to point that out. Just wanted to point that out. And and I will say, I don't think Zeb Wells successfully cashed it in. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Zeb Wells. I think, look, you're listening to dudes like Rec Rap. We 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 like that dude's run on Spider Man a lot. I I could talk to you for hours about Norman Osborn getting stabbed with a spear full of sins. <laughs> and Actually, and Mary Jane Watson getting a jackpot bracelet. Mary Jane Watson getting a little slot machine bracelet to use the slot machine runes. That's good. That's excellent stuff. But. I don't think Daniel Warren Johnson, I don't think, never caught him slipping. That's true. That's true. And his ability to tell stories that that go back and forth between, oh my god, Optimus Prime is doing a German suplex to like you know, really affecting like interpersonal drama expressed through violence. Is I, I think was on display in the past year. At Agreed. An level. So I think I think he successfully defended that championship. I think there was no beating Chip this year. Chip was good. Chip was incredible this year. Chip is like a Chip has won this award multiple times. He shared it once, but he yes, he's won it twice. Yes. Here's my counterpoint to that. How can we not give it to Kyle? Who has also won before? Kyle is also a previous winner. He won at the 69... <laughs> the 69,420th Annual Gordy Awards back in 2017. <laughs> it's fun to have fun, folks. It's very fun to have fun. We're silly. We have fun. We're having a good time. Did I don't know if anybody had a more solid year with the volume that Kyle did. Of like so many good comics that like we forgot about one. I forgot about one that I really liked. I guess my I guess the thing is for me. Did any book get us more hype than Chip's Batman? No. No, because because Batman got his fucking hand chopped off, and then Met Dark Knight returns Batman. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, did I love any single element introduced in comics this year as much as I love Bruce Wayne the dog? Bruce Wayne the dog is unbelievably good. Because yeah. remember, two years ago, the winner of this award was Jed McKay, who shared it with all dogs. That's true. It's tough. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. Is is 
Chip's Batman is the book that I look forward to reading the most. That's 100% true. And a book that is, like, so specifically good in the way that I like. That, that obviously, you know, obviously it's going to be my favorite thing on the stands. But Kyle Starks, in addition to nearly ruining this show, (laughs) banger after banger after banger. It's true. I think I think you've made the case. Kyle is the winner of the Intercontinental Championship for 2023. His second reign as Intercontinental Champion. Now, here is my question. Do we award Chip the Money in the Bank briefcase? Or the, excuse me, the Gordy in the Bank briefcase? I think we have to, yeah. I think we have to. Here's the thing. Ch- Chip Zdarsky... This is going to sound wild, but it's 100% true and accurate. Chip Zdarsky is the John Cena of War Rocket Ajax. <laughs> Fucking big match Chip. It, he, he, if, if Chip wins, we riot. No, it's like anytime he wants, anytime he wants the shot, it's his. Right, yeah. He could come in at any moment. And say, I, I want I want that title. And could potentially take it. And would be in contention. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, that will wrap up Gordy's the 13th. <laughs> wow, and we made it through with very few casualties. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty surprising that um, the sun's coming up, and you know what? I I have been a little stressed out, Chris. So why don't I just get go out on the lake on this canoe? Are you are you gonna are you gonna try and get late again? No, I that didn't work out. Like you, you're gonna edit out. it out, but like I had to wait here for like a really long time. I know. I I went into the woods and I was looking for, you know, my girlfriend. She just was not there. I don't know what happened to her. But now that this is all over, I can just push this canoe out onto a crystal lake here. And with a K, have, yeah, with a K, TM, TM, and it's Crystal with a K, Lake with a C. It's actually it's Crystal Lock. <laughs> As everybody knows, and, the uh, the 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 sixty block of Gimmick Street, uh, where the Flash Gordon Memorial uh, Auditorium and Summer Camp is, is is in the. Uh, in uh, Little Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to push this canoe out onto the lake and I'm just going to relax, you know, relax, look up at the sunrise and not have a care in the world. And I think it's going to go great. So here I, here I go. I'm going to push the, I'm pushing the boat out. I'm okay. getting in the canoe. You're going to do some fully work. That. Look at that. I can hear the birds chirping. Cheep. 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 What? 
Jason comes out of the water. We'll be back next time. We'll kick the show off for realsies. Next time, everybody. Uh, for the late Matt Wilson, I've been Chris Sims. We love you. Yeah! Flash.